Everybody find your Bibles at Bible study. Good to have a Bible when you go to Bible study. Amen. Grab your Bible. Turn with me to 2 Peter chapter number 1. 2 Peter chapter number 1. And if you need a lesson, if you need a lesson, we've got some folks with lessons in their hand. They will help you. Uh, if you missed it, pick one up. Pick one up. Raise your hand if you need a lesson. They're going to run and make sure you get one. I want everybody to get one uh, for us tonight on this side over here. Uh, AD, they got several down here in the front. Raise your hand real high so they can see you. Uh, they little short people. Hey, man, come on. There you go, Brother Johnny. All right, all right. Make sure you get a lesson. Make sure you get a lesson. All right, anybody else? Did we miss anybody? Did we miss anybody? Okay, okay. Second Peter chapter number one. Uh, uh, how many of y'all have enjoyed this study so far? Man, this is, this is really, really practical things that can help us get where we need to be with God. Today is going to be a tough one. Uh, and I say that every time, don't I? I mean, it seems like uh, kindness is going to be tough. Patience is going to be tough. But this one, this one's going to cover all of them. This one's going to cover all of them. And, and, and Jesus says, if we don't have this one, none of the rest of them matter. And uh, uh, how many of y'all know it's tough to love those uh, who are sometimes unlovable? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, loving those who, uh, who hurt you, loving those who do you wrong, uh, loving those who, uh, really sometimes seem like they don't even want to be loved, but Jesus says to love them. And, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Look in second Peter chapter one, verse number five, verse number five. Are you there? Say amen. <clears throat> and beside this, give all diligence add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge to knowledge temperance to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness was a word charity. charity we know that word means love for if these things be in you and abound they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. If you're, if you're new to Bible study, uh, we've been going through... Uh, uh, we'll just take a book of the Bible and we'll go through it and study it verse by verse. We've gone through first Peter. We're, we're in second Peter chapter one, and we've kind of hunkered down in the graces here, the graces of the Christian life that God wants us to cultivate in our life, uh, virtue and knowledge and patience and temperance and all of these things that we see. And, and the last one that we, we are going to discuss will be tonight. And that's love. But listen, working on love in our life, what does it mean? What does it mean? What is it all about? We're going we're gonna to go to several portions of Scripture because really the Bible, all the Bible is about love. Uh, one of the key verses in all of the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. Let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is is God is love. So this is a really, really important topic. So we're going to study it. And, and usually we'll try to stay in one portion of scripture and then glean from it. But we're going to go to three or four different ones to, to try to cover it adequately. If that makes sense, say amen. 
Father, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for your goodness and mercy tonight. Lord, thank you for an opportunity once again to just, just take your word and dissect it and, 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 and divide it and bring it together to help us uh, be what you'd have us to be. God, I pray your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. A wealthy older gentleman had just recently married a younger woman, and uh, he kind of got worried about it. And he, 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 he was thinking, well, maybe she, she's just with me because of my money. Maybe, maybe she's just uh, uh, says she loves me because I have money. So he, he got the nerve to ask her and said, honey, if I lost all my money, would you still love me? He said, well, darling, that's silly. You know I'd love you, and I'd miss you terribly. Amen? That's not what we're talking about tonight. Amen. Uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes love is tough. Sometimes we got to love people we don't want to love and, 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 and don't think we can love. Uh, this, this gentleman was playing uh, the Lord Jesus and the passion play up in the Ozarks. And uh, he was, he was in, I mean, right in the midst of the, of the drama, right in the midst of the skit. And he's going up the hill, he's carrying the cross and, and, and there's a heckler in the crowd. And the heckler in the crowd is just just raising Cain and doing doing all of these things and 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 mocking him and making fun of him and just ribbing him doing all this stuff and and well the one playing Jesus he just got double he couldn't take it no more threw his cross down went over there and punched him right in the face say amen right there now how many of y'all would like to do that amen punched him right in the face well after it was over uh uh the owner of the the owner of the company said look man you can't be doing that i know this guy was horrible i know i know that this is a bad situation and and uh, uh but you, you you're, you're jesus you can't do this you got he's you got to show some self-restraint and he said, okay, okay, I can do that. And so the next, the next night, here we go. They're, they're, they're doing the play. They're doing the skit. And, and here that same guy is sitting out there. And here he's heckling again and making fun again and mocking him. And this guy's gritting his teeth, doing the best he can. And then all of a sudden, he just couldn't take it no more, threw his cross down, went over there and punched him right in the mouth again. And, and now the owner says, I, that's it. That's it. You can't, I, I've got to fire you. I've got to fire you. Uh, we, we just cannot have this. You can't do that. You've got to, you know, you can't be acting in this way and he says just give me one more chance just one more chance if you'll just give me one more chance I promise you I'll be able to handle it this time so the third night here we same guy same guy sitting out there in the same seat and he starts his mess again and here he goes mocking and heckling and and uh and and boy he's doing all he can do and when he gets right beside the guy he said I tell you what you wait till after the resurrection amen I, anyway uh How many of y'all wish we could get them right after the resurrection? Amen. Uh, man, there's been times. There's been times in my life I said, Lord, if only I was a deacon. Amen. I would deal with this person. You know, it don't matter. It don't matter whether you're a preacher, a deacon, or just a church member. We carry the name of Christ. And God has called us. He's commanded us. Not, not just suggested it. He's commanded us to love. He's commanded us to love. And, and that's, that's one of the things that just, and I knew this. I, I mean, I, I grew up in church my whole life, and, 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 and I've gone to uh, college, and I've been pastoring for several years. But I, I was reading this this week, and, and it just, for some reason, stood out more than anything that this is a command. This is a command. 
Jesus at one point was being questioned by the lawyers and, 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 and they were, they were trying to trip him up, but he was, he was slick. He, he knew what to say and when to say it and how to say it. They said, what's the greatest commandment? If there was one, what's the number one? What's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul and all thy mind. And he said, and the second is like the first and love your neighbor. Commandment, not suggestion, commandment. And he says this, all of the commandments are wrapped up in this, that you love one another. So with that being said, let's take some, let's take some chapters in the Bible. Let's take some chapters in the Bible. Uh, number one, let's look at the explanation of love. Let's, let's describe love, if you will, uh, and, and, and look at it uh, through God's vision and God's eyes. And then we'll, we'll talk about how to practice it, okay? The explanation of love. He describes love in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Paul is speaking. Paul is teaching. And basically, if you'll go back and study, you'll find out that, the, the, that 1 Corinthians is the first letter that Paul sent to the Corinthian church. And they was messed up. I'm talking about messed up. They had issues in that church. Uh, why somebody would want to name their church Corinth Baptist Church? I hope it's for the community and not from the Bible because they was messed up. Say amen. That's kind of like lay out. Well, anyway, all right. Um, they had issues with sin. They had issues with pride. They had issues in this church uh, uh, with, with, they were taking the spiritual gifts and using them as weapons to fight with instead of tools to build with. They were comparing each other saying, well, I've got this gift and I've got that gift. And, and he, and, and basically they were using them all wrong anyway. And Paul in chapter number 12 said he, he's explaining the gifts and at the very last the very last verse he's talked about all the gifts there and in the very last verse of chapter 12 he said let me tell you something let me show you a more excellent way a more excellent way and then we jump into chapter 13 look in your notes chapter 13 first corinthians 13 uh, 1 through 3 he says, though I speak, and now he's talking about those spiritual gifts, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Two things I want you to write down here. A, I want you to see the importance declared. The importance declared. Paul is saying, first, let me tell you, how, before I describe love, let me tell you how important it is. Let me tell you how important it is. I could speak all the languages of this earth. I, you talking about bilingual? I could speak all the languages. If I could speak Russian and Chinese and, 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 and uh, 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 Spanish and English, if I could speak all the language of the earth and even heavenly language, if I could speak all of them and have not love, sound and brass and tinkling cymbal. Basically, all I'm doing is making a bunch of noise. It kind of goes with that, it kind of goes with that phrase, doesn't it? Talk is cheap. You can, you, can, you, can, you can speak eloquently. You could speak with the greatest of ability without love. It's a bunch of noise. Bunch of noise. Then he says this. Then he says this. He said, and though I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, I can know everything. And though I, I have all faith so I can remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. In other words, love 
is more important than speaking ability. Love is more important than knowledge. What, 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 what does everybody say about the problems of this world, the problems of society, the problems of our community? They always say this one particular thing. We need more education. They always say, we need more money for education. Education is the answer. That's not the answer. God said love is the answer. Love is the answer. Love is more important than knowledge. Love is more important than education. Not that education is not important. I believe education is critically important. I believe we all uh, need to have an education. You need to know something. Uh, Old-time preachers used to uh, uh, really complain about that and criticize, and, and they said to this one preacher, hey, God doesn't need your education, and he said, God doesn't need your ignorance neither. Amen? And, but I'm, I'm not saying it's not important, but what Paul is saying is love is more important. Love is more important. Look, if I had the faith that I could remove mountains. Now, this one, this one is kind of tough to, 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 to digest because faith is important. Faith is important. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For by, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith is critical to the Christian life. Faith is critical to the Christian walk. Faith is highly important to God. Faith is very, I mean, faith is so important to God, he's going to test it on a regular basis. He's going to test it. He's going to bring things into your life to test your faith. He's going to bring things into your life to build your faith. He's going to do things to develop your faith because it's so important to him. And what God is saying here, love is even more important than faith. You can have so much faith that your prayers can be answered like that. And he said, without love. That's how important this topic is and this subject. So it's more important than speaking ability. It's more important than knowledge and education. It's more important than faith. It's more important than uh, generosity. He says, he says, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. You know, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that will give money to a charity or, or an organization like that to ease their conscience. Not out of love. He said, I could, I could give these things. I could be generous in my giving. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that we need to understand. Why, why, is it, why is it that we do give? Do we give because the, the minister preached a thought-provoking message that made us feel guilty and guilted us into giving? Uh, uh, do, do, do we give so we can get something? I mean, is our motivation, is our motivation for, for giving is so we can get that blessing? I'm going to do this so God will do this. And God is saying, love, love. Uh, uh, is generosity important? Absolutely. God calls us to be generous. God loves a cheerful giver. But what he's saying here, love has got to be the motivation. Love is even more important than generosity. And then he says this, love is more important than sacrifice. He says, if I give my body to be burned, he's given his life for the cause. There were people in that day, there were people in that day that were being martyrs for the faith. They were being killed for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying, excuse me, I could give my life for the sake of Christ. And without love, it's profited me nothing. It's profited me nothing. Generosity, uh, 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 all of these things, faith, uh, giving, all the things that is we believe is high up on the list when it comes to Christianity 
He says, without love, none of those matter. Without love, your talk is cheap. Without love, your giving doesn't count. Without love, your faith is useless. Jesus, he, he, he looked at a church. He looked at a church. Matter of fact, it was, I believe it was the church of Ephesus. And, and, and in Revelation chapter number 2, we find he's sending letters out to these churches because he's seeing issues in the churches and, and things that they need to deal with and problems that they have. And he, he goes down the list and says, man, you're doing this good and you're doing this right and you, you're not putting up with sin and you're laboring and you're working hard. I mean, the list is pretty good. And if you study this, any pastor would love to have this type of church in, according to this list that he was going by. But then he says this, and, and everything changes. He said, but I have somewhat against thee. He said, but I got a problem. You're working hard. You're laboring. You're not putting up with sin. You're, you're doing all these things. He said, but I got a problem. He says, because you've left your first love. You know what that tells me? That tells me that God is as much concerned about why you do what you do as much as what you do. Some people think if I just give this little bit of offering, if I just show up at church, or if I just go on this little uh, deal and do this bit of service, if I just do that, it doesn't matter what's in my heart as long as my actions are right. Wrong. Wrong. I have somewhat against thee. You've left your first love. He said, remember from whence thou art fallen, repent and do thy first works, or else I will come quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place, lest thou repent. He said, I'm going to take my power and my presence out of, out of, the, out of the place that it ought to be unless you get your, your heart right. Love is so important. We see the explanation of love, the importance declared. Then B, verses 4 through 7. We not only see the importance declared, now he begins to describe love. He begins to describe love. This is the information defined. B, write that down. Write that down in your notes. The information defined. He says, let me talk about it a minute. Now that I've, I've showed you and, and, and taught you how important it is, let me, let me talk about it. Let me describe it. If we're going to draw a picture of love, let's, let's, let's talk about how love behaves. It says in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity, envy, and what does that mean? It puts up with stuff. That's not complicated. When you suffer long, that means you hang in there. Uh, 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 you don't lose your temper quick. You don't, you don't get irritated quick. You suffer long. Suffer long and is, oh man, we're loving this tonight, ain't we? It's suffer, it's right in your notes. It's sitting right in front of you. You don't, you don't have no excuse for not looking it up. Amen. Here we go. It suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Envieth not. Ooh. What does that mean? You're not upset when somebody else gets blessed. Envy. Envy's really wanting what they have, but then upset because they got it that you don't. Y'all with me? How many, how many can say, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've done that before? Love don't. When you love somebody, you're just as tickled for their blessing as they are. Isn't it amazing what would happen in the house of God if we started loving each other? 
Listen, envy. I tell you what, I don't know why they bought that car. They can't afford it. I don't know who she thinks she is in that new dress. You want me to say some more? Or do y'all get it? Amen? Envy. Love don't do that. Love don't do that. I, I, well, let's, let's move along. Man, there's been times in my life that that's been an issue. I, I, I wish I could say we can struggle now. Sometimes we don't always think in love. We don't operate in love. And, and, but this is how love, it's not upset when somebody else gets blessed. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not a braggart. Some people, some people, when you get around them, the only one you're going to hear about is them. Vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It's not always interested in its own good. It's not selfish. Here's a, here's a good one. Love is not easily provoked. Love is not easily provoked. In other words, when, when, when you really love somebody, they got to really work at making you mad. When love is in action, let me put it that way. Now, I do believe this. I believe we can, we can get to a place in our relationship where you can really love somebody, but it don't take much for them to tick you off. Say amen. Right? But you know what that means? That means we've gotten to a place where we're not operating in love. If we're, if we're easily provoked all the time, then we need to sit back and think, okay, where do we need to get to? Because, and that, 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 I've lost that love and feeling. That's not biblical. The righteous brothers are nowhere in the Bible. Say amen. They ain't real righteous. Say amen. What did Jesus say? He didn't say you lost it. What did he say? You left it. If I lost it, I don't know where it's at. Don't you love the people? Don't you love the people that say, when you lost something, you're looking for something. So what are you doing? I'm looking. Well, where's the last place you, you had it? Well, don't you think if I knew? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That just frustrates the dog out of me right now. When you lose something, you, you don't know where it's at. But Jesus said, you, you, didn't, you didn't lose it. You left it. And many times in our relationships, I didn't really mean for this to be a, a marriage seminar tonight, but many times in our relationships, it's not that the love's not there. You've walked away from it. That's why he said, here, here was the three things he said to do. He said, remember. You remember when it didn't matter how long it took for them to get ready, men? You sit there all night when you was dating. It didn't matter. Hello? Remember? I'm just, I'm just preaching the Bible. I don't know why y'all looking at me like that way. Amen? <laughs> Remember from when it started falling. Repent. That means change your mind about it. Man, I want to go back to that. I want to go to that when we were madly in love. And then return. Remember, repent. And return and do thy first works, or else I will come quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place. It's not easily provoked. If we're getting angry all the time, we need to step back and say, okay, we're not operating in love here. 
is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Thinketh no evil. That's self-explanatory. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all, how many things? All things. You know, sometimes when I read that part of that verse, I think about a, I think about a baby and a mother. And that baby, it can do the most horrific things to that mother. I'm talking my throw up on her and other various things. Are y'all with me? And, 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 and it don't matter. She just cleans her up, him up, whatever the deal, and just, and I'm, I'm like, wow. I want to get a hose and, you know. Uh, <laughs> do I have a witness man right there? Amen. <laughs> Love beareth all things. When it comes, we just deal with it. When the problems come, when the situations come, when the tragedies come, when issues come that, that are, are, are real heavy, we bear it. We get up under and we sustain. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things. What's the next one? Endureth all things. Just puts up with. That's love. Now, I don't know about y'all. But reading those definitions, I got some work to do. Now, let's, let's, let's do this. Take, take even your spouse out of the picture. Take even, take even your children out of the picture. Some of those things are, are not difficult when it comes to your son or your daughter or your family. But what about Judas who kisses you on the cheek and turns you in? What about the, what about the soldier who's nailing you to that cross and beating the crown of thorns into your head. Are y'all with me? Now, it, it changes everything, doesn't it? Love, love is a, it's a powerful thing. It suffereth long. All right, number two, number two. The explanation of love, number one. Number two, the expectation of love. Now, we really get into uh, what God is expecting out of his children. And, and when it comes to the area of love, Matthew chapter 5, uh, first two verses, we see, I want you to look, write this down. A, the realm, the realm he extended. In other words, just exactly who do we have to love? If love is that detailed, love is that uh, uh I don't want to use the word difficult, but yes, I can. It's difficult. It's difficult to do the, some of those things that we just read. So who do we have to do that with? Watch what it says. Matthew 5, 43. Ye have heard, ye have heard that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, now Jesus is speaking, I say unto you, love your, bless them that, do good to them that, and pray for them that, and, whoo, hmm. Now, when you come in tonight, you come in tonight, 
we we gotta we gotta get this. We gotta get this because if we get this, we're gonna like we're gonna turn turn the turn our switch off in our mind and said, "Up, oh, that's not enough for me." We didn't come into a movie theater. We didn't we didn't come into a drama house. We we didn't come we didn't come into a a a musical stage. Uh, we didn't come into the Ryman Auditorium. Why am I saying all that? We didn't come in here to be entertained tonight. We didn't come in here to have something to do while the kids were getting their their play on and doing all that stuff. We came in here to study the Bible to become more like Jesus and to find out what God wants us to know. Now, what's happening is we're taking the Bible and dissecting the Bible, and God is speaking to us. And when God is speaking to us, it is, his, it is his intention to transform us into the image of his son. Are y'all with me? So some of this stuff is going to be tough, but it's the word. Amen? And, and, and I'll show you how to do it. Now, and let me say this too. Let me say this too. At the end of this lesson, I'm going to show you how to do this. Because I know what you're thinking. Ain't no way, at, not after what she said about me, they ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Not after what he did to me at work, ain't no way I'm going to... There's a way. There's a way. All right? The realm he extended. Uh, B, the reason he explained. God's not going to tell you to do something without telling you why he wants you to do it. Verse 45 gives us the reason. Why should we love our neighbor? Why should we love our enemy? Why should we love those that hate us? Why should we love those that do us wrong? Why should we love those that persecute us? Look what he says in verse 45. The reason that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. You know what, you know what every parent wants in, in some way or another? We want our children to be like us. You ever heard the phrase, he's a chip off the old Anytime you want to flatter a father, tell them that their kid is acting like them in some ways. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Well, I tell you, he, he, he you know, so you ever, have you really hit that aha moment when, when you get mad at your children because they're acting like you? Isn't that just a blessing? Amen. But that, that part of every parent that you want them to inherit your traits. You want them to inherit your character. You're wanting them to, 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 to be, and that's what he's saying. I want you to love your enemy because that's what I would do. I want you to be as your, your father in heaven. I want you to be like me. I want you to, I want you to treat others like I would treat them so that you would be, that's what the verse says, that ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh, what now he says what he does. He maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. You know what that means? God's good to everybody. Some Christians have this idea that God only blesses good people. The only problem with that is the Bible says there are no good people. God blesses everybody. Those that, those that treat him right and those that don't. Those that believe in him and those that don't. Those that love him and those that don't. Guess what? He's good to all of them. And God says, that's what I want you to be. So you'll be like me. The reasons 
the reasons that we love in this manner. All right, then see the reality he expressed. Now this is this is he just getting he's just he's just jumping on their toes with this one. In verse 46, he says, If ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? Now you gotta get this. Publicans in that day were hoodlums. They were, they were in, especially the Pharisees, because he's most of the time he's addressing Pharisees. And publicans were basically public sinners, those who were 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 not right and were aware that they were not right. Y'all know those type of folks that they're sinners and they know they're sinners. They're not they're not hypocrites like a lot of church people. Publicans, sinners, people people that that were were on their way to hell and knew it. What Jesus said, even them love each other. Even they love their family. Even they love the ones that love them. You're no, you're no better than they are. Watch what he says. For if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even publicans so? Here's the reality. The reality. God wants you to be different. God wants you to be different. God wants you to stand out in the crowd. And not, not by some weird-looking dress, some weird-looking outfit, not by, not by, and, and I say that, I say that real respectfully. I, I don't, I don't mean that and it didn't, that didn't really come out right. Not by in such a way where, where people think you're odd. That's not what he said. Listen, he wants you to, he wants you to stand out by your love. And, and I'll prove that here in just a minute. He wants, he wants people to know that you're his disciples by this, by this. He said, if you don't, you're going to be like everybody else. You're going to be like, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Now, we know that that, that takes this. Uh, anyhow, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's, let's, let's go. All right, A, give me A again. A, we see the, the realm he extended. What does that mean? Love everybody, even our enemies, even those that hate us, even those that do us wrong, uh, uh, even those that despitefully use and persecute us. We've got to love them. B, and the reason is he wants us to be like him. He wants us to be like him. Uh, the reality expressed, if we don't, we're no better than those who don't know Jesus. We are no different than those who don't know Jesus. Watch this. This is really good on, 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 your, on your second page. If we only care or spend time with those we like, now think about this. If we only care for or spend time with those we like or have things in common with, we are no different than sinners in the world. Now watch this. Let me say this. There's a, there's, there's, there's a multitude of reasons why churches don't grow. Multitude of reasons. Poor leadership, that's a major reason. Everything rises and falls on leadership. If it's going good, it's the leader. If it's going bad, it's the leader. There is a reason why that, that people who go and fix companies, the first thing they do when they go into a poor uh, a company or a hotel or a business or whatever that's doing poorly, first thing they do is fire all the leadership. Because if the leadership was right, it wouldn't be in that shape. 
And so poor leadership is a big factor. Uh, uh, the, the demographics can be a factor. There's all kind of things. But one thing that I'm finding out with a lot of places and a lot of people, even in our own church, is I say, go invite somebody that's unchurched. And this is what they say. I don't know any. All my friends go to church. Now, now we can look at that in a way that that's great. I have good Christian friends, but that's bad. That's bad in a way because if we're not befriending the lost, how are we going to reach them? Because you see, Jesus had a knack for winning people to himself. Well, let's use a different one than Jesus. One of the greatest ways you can win people to Jesus is win them to you first. Because if they don't trust you, they won't trust Jesus. And if they know you love them, they will hear what you have to say about the one that loves them. Are y'all with me? We need to have, what, who did Jesus hang out with? Who did Jesus hang out with? Publicans and sinners. Matter of fact, that was his biggest criticism. That's what got him killed. He didn't hang out all the time with church people. Am I saying don't hang out with church people? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, are we cultivating relationships with people who are not like us? Are we going into places and and seeing people that's different? Do we have the ability to love people who don't look like us? Do Do we have the ability to have compassion with people who don't think like us? Who don't, who don't have the same values as we do. And what Jesus is saying here is you got to love them kind. You got to love them kind that don't dress right. You got to love them kind that don't look right. You got to love them kind that don't talk right. You've got to step out and love people where they are. And that's where we're missing it. We're saying if you will come and be like us, then we will love you. And that's not what Jesus did. Jesus went to where they were. Jesus saw, I love this song, he looked beyond my fault and he saw my need. Are y'all getting this? He looked beyond my fault and he saw my need. The, the, the psalmist said, I waited patient on the Lord and he inclined unto me and he heard my cry and he brought me. Where was he at? He brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Miry means slippery. He said, I couldn't get out, but he came to where I was. And that's what, that's what the verses are saying. We got we to gotta go to people where they are. And if we're going to choose only to love them that are like us, talk like us, that likes the things we like, we're no better than sinners. And here's, C.S. Lewis said this. This is, this is huge. This is huge. He said, he said, it is easier to be enthusiastic about humanity with a capital H than it is to love individual men and women, especially those who are uninteresting, exasperating, depraved, or otherwise unattractive. Loving, watch this, loving everybody in general may be an excuse for loving nobody in particular. What does that mean? We can get all, oh, God, save the world. That's not how God wants you to pray. Oh, here's how God wants you to pray. Oh, God, save Junior down at work. God doesn't want you to love mankind. He wants you to love that man in line. But see, that's hard. 
We, it eases our conscience to pray for the mankind and pray for the world. But then when we pray for a face, it makes it personal. When I think, Lord, save the lost, I don't have tears in my eyes. I should. But when I think of my family member that's lost and is going to go to hell unless Jesus saves them, you see the difference? And, and, and let's love everybody. Number three, number three. Number three, the evaluation of love. John 13. Now remember in John 13, Jesus is fixing to check out. He's fixing to leave. These are last-minute details, John 13, 14, 15, and 16. He's going over a lot of stuff with his disciples right before he's crucified, right before he's arrested, and he goes back to heaven. Watch, watch what he says. Watch what he says, John 13, 34. A new commandment I give unto you. Now let me, let, me read, let me read the notes underneath this before we read the rest of the verse. He says, a new commandment I give unto you. The word new does not mean new in time. Because love has been important to God's people even from Old Testament times. It means new in experience or fresh. It is the opposite of worn out. Love would take on a new meaning in power because of the death of Christ on the cross. With the coming of the Holy Spirit, love would have a new power in their lives. Does that make sense? Say amen. Watch this. By, by hearing that and, hear, and, and, and reading those notes, let's, let's read the verse. A new commandment, a fresh commandment, a, 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 I don't want to say new and improved, but a, 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 it, this is a different way. I give unto you that ye love one another. How? How? Say it again. That ye love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye love one another. A, write this down. Love is an extension of deity. Love is an extension of deity. In other words, you're doing what he did. All right, the, the, the church, when I say the church, I'm talking about all the saved. Do y'all know what I'm saying when I say that? I'm not talking about this building. I'm, not talk, I'm talking about all the saved, all the saved. Universal church, everybody the saved. A lot of people don't like that terminology, but it, Regardless, everybody that's saved is the church. They're the body of Christ. It, it, it's described as the bride of Christ, described as the body of Christ. Paul even goes into specific detail. You know, some are the, uh, the different parts, the hand and the ear and the eye and the nose, all of these. Everybody's got their, their part in the body of Christ. Everybody's got their responsibility and giftings in the body of Christ. Why is he using the body of Christ? Why does, why did, why does the, the New Testament use the, 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 the description and, and the, uh, 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 the title, the body of Christ? Because you are Christ on this earth. You as a saved child of God is the Christ that the lost people see. One of them, which one of them singing groups that if we are the body, who, who sings that? Casting crowns. Everybody should go listen to that. Google it. Listen to it. If we are the body, and I think it, the, the way the song goes, then why are we not doing this? Why are we not doing that? Why are we? In other words, why are we not doing what he did? Because here's the deal. He came, lived on this earth, and he left and sent his spirit to be in us so we could keep doing what he did while he were here. 
And not only that, but Jesus himself said, greater works than these will you do. Because I will be in you. And, and what is love? It's simply an extension of Christ. It's simply an extension of Christ. Now watch. Watch this. B. Love is an extension of deity. B. It's an evidence of discipleship. It's an evidence of discipleship. Now, what does that mean? It means this. The world is going to know you are a disciple of Christ if your dress touches the floor. The world is going to know you're a disciple of Christ if you cut off your sideburns. There, <laughs> there are people who preach some of the most ridiculous things. That you're ungodly if you have a beard. Jesus had a beard. I mean, I don't even get the... I tell you, let me tell you, you know what? Most people, not, not most, a lot of Christians have turned off society from the church because all that society knows about them is what they're against and who they hate. We don't hate anybody. Really? Let's think about this. Hey, they know what we stand against. Sometimes I want to say, what are you for, man? <laughs> Jesus never said that. He didn't say, he didn't say they're going to know you're my disciple by your standards, by what kind of building you have, by whether you have contemporary music or traditional music and hymn music or, or whether, you, whether you do church this way, whether you have Sunday school on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whether you have life groups or what. He didn't say none of that. By this. By what? Your love. You know why the world is not coming to Christ? They can't see him. What do you mean they can't see him? We're the body. I know what you I know what you believe. I know what your standards are. I know what your rules are. I know what you hate. I know, I know all of that. But there's no love. And he didn't say you're going, you, they're, not, they're going to know you by all of these things. He said they're going to know you by love. Love. What do you mean? I'm saying this. I'm saying when you endure all things. When you bear all things. When you envieth not. When you're not puffed up, y'all remember that about 20 minutes ago? He said, when you start doing that, they're going to know you're a follower of Christ. Now, I know what you're thinking, because I did too, because I kind of add number four. I said, how in the world are we going to do that? How are we going to love our neighbor? All right? Here's what we do. Here's what we do. A, number four, write this down. First, we've got to recognize. <laughs> recognize. Well, we've got to recognize that you ain't got it in you to do it. How many of y'all know that's not real hard to recognize? 
It's not hard. It's not hard to recognize that we don't really have it in us to love our enemy. Let's look at what let's look at what the word says. Let's look at what the word says. First John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of What's that mean? It means the love we're going to give each other is going to come from God. Because we don't have it in ourselves. Love is of God. All right? Everyone that loveth is born of and knoweth. He that loveth not knoweth not. Why? For God is. Okay? We need to recognize where it comes from. Now, how many of us can agree right now we know love comes from God? Some people, some people had no idea the moment they got saved that they'd start loving people they couldn't love before. And they'd have compassion like they never had before. And the reason that is is because the moment they trusted Christ, something happened on the inside. God came in, and when God came in, here come love that they never had before. God is love. So we've got to recognize where it comes from. B, B, here's important. We've got to request we got to ask. we got to ask. It says in James 4, 2, Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war. And I love this. Yet ye have not because ye... When's the last time, when's the last time, instead of getting angry and wanting to call down fire upon that hateful person that irritates us, we said, God, give me the ability to love them. Now, this, that's different than God, give me the ability not to kill them. It's different. Y'all with me? Because most of us, the latter is our prayer. God, keep me right. Keep me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Lord, if you don't do something, I'm a... Ain't it fun on Wednesday night? I can't do this on Sunday. Amen. I can. Am I right? Let's change that. Instead of trying to keep your sanity and saying, God, keep me sane, let's do this. God, help me to love them. Because if God will help us love them, we could put up with them. You know how I know that? Because love endureth all things. And if you love them, it won't bother you no more. Instead of, instead of saying, God, make them stop bothering me. If we'll say, God, make me love them, it won't bother you anymore. Isn't it amazing? We could have solved a lot of conflict in our life because we've been, we've been praying the wrong prayer. God, help me to love them. Ask. Watch this next verse. Matthew 7, 7. Say it with me. Say it again. And it shall be. What's the next word? And ye shall. What's the next word? And it shall be open unto you. For. For. Not just a preacher. Not just a missionary. Not, 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 just, not just a Sunday school teacher. Not just, are y'all with me? For. Everyone. Everyone that asketh. And he that seeketh. And to him that knocketh, it shall be. Now, there is a verse in the Bible, real quickly, 
Uh, there is a verse in the Bible that says we, we, we do not receive because we do not ask according to his will. And, and we know, the Bible says we know if we ask according to his will. In other words, if God wants us to have it, if we ask, we'll get it. How many of y'all? Right there. If we ask according to his will, we'll get it. Automatically. We know it's his will for us to have it, and we ask for it, we'll get it. How many of y'all believe, according to everything we've studied, this God's will for you to love your neighbor? And, and he has it. He has it. Love is of. So he's got it. It's like my children. If, they, if I got it, they got it. And I, most of the time, I ain't got it. Amen. But if they ask and I got it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. If I know they are really desiring something and I got it, they got it. So this is not a question of whether he's got it. He's got it. Love is of God. And if we need it and he's got it and he wants us to have it, and all we got to do is ask. Ask. Amen? And then, and then, and then lastly, C. What was A? Recognize where love comes from. B? Request God to do that in our life. Give us that love for those that are unlovable. Uh, C, we got to remain. We got to remain. Put that word there. And this goes back to what we said Sunday. John 15. John 15. Abide in me. Now listen, don't, don't you feel out the last line, you're going to fold and stuff up. Look up me and listen. Don't fold nothing. You, you, you shut your brain off when you do that. Amen? Look at me. Look at me, everybody. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. John 15, abide, say that with me. Say it again. That means to remain. It means to remain. It means to hang out with. It means to occupy yourself with. Spend time with him is what Jesus is saying. Hang out with me. Hang out with me. Spend time with me. Develop that relationship with me. Watch what he says. Why? Watch why. Watch why. As the branch, that's you and me. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, in other words, you can't love, you can't love, except you abide in the vine. That's me, Jesus, he's saying. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Watch this. I'm the vine, that's Jesus. Ye are the branches, that's us. He that abideth, hangeth out, spend times, remains with me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Now, now let's read this last line together. For, you know what he's saying like that? He's saying this, if you try to love your enemy without his help, you're hopeless. If you try to love your neighbor who's, who's, who's you know, putting garbage in your yard, without him, it's not going to work. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me, let me get a little more personal. If you try to love your spouse without his help, you're not going to do it right. You know how I know that? Because the Bible says something about the wife respecting and honoring her husband. And the Bible says something about the, the husband loving his wife as Christ loved the church. That is so sacrificial. That is huge. And it's hard to respect a turkey. It's hard to honor a man who's mistreated you. It's hard to honor somebody that's not honorable. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Most of us men, most of us men, I say 99% of us men, it takes work for our spouses to honor us. 
because we make, we make mistakes, we have issues, we're, we're difficult to live with sometimes, we're impatient sometimes, we're aggravating sometimes, but God says to honor them and reverence them, respect them. And guys, God's called us, commanded us to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Man, you cannot, that, that, is, that is so, so beyond our capabilities. Even with a perfect wife, if there was one, there's one, one I got, that's all, that's all. There's only one right there. Hey, now that's a recovery, Buchanan. Did you see that? I, that was fast. Now, how many of y'all will be honest enough since it's Wednesday night and we can all say, you know what? If we're going to love anybody, we need his help. Then let's ask him. Let's recognize where it comes from. It comes from God. God's not going to send you out here with something you don't have. He knows you don't have it in your ability to love. He's commanding you to, so he wants you to come to him to get it. Love is of God. Ask for it, he says. If you don't have it, if you're not loving your neighbor, if you're not loving those who are unlovable, if you're not loving those you're supposed to love, then ask me, he says. Ask me, and I'll give it to you. And then let's work on our relationship with Christ. It's going to keep coming back to that. I'm telling you, the next three or four weeks, maybe months, I, I see God constantly bringing us to that one point, remain in me, abide in me, develop that relationship with me, and I'll handle that rest. I tell you, it's hard to hate somebody when you're hanging out with Jesus. Amen? Well, let's pray. Let's all stand. Everyone stand. We're going to pray. I'm in overtime again. They're jacking with the clock, y'all. I know that's what's happening. All right, all right. Uh, uh, isn't the Lord good? Man, I tell you what, I see what God's doing around here in the sacrifice of his people, and uh, I'm, I'm blown away. I really am. I'm blown away about what God's doing. All the experts say we can't do what we're doing. People won't come and park on gravel and go to church. People won't come and, and, and do this, and people won't come and do that. People won't come and be this crowded. People won't, people won't, people won't. And God is just saying, watch this. And can we give him praise and glory one time for what he's doing? Amen. Amen. All right. How many of y'all would like to start the rest of this week and pray uh, for what we just studied? Amen. Uh, Let's request tonight. Let's request. Father, we come to you and all these things we read, mercy, 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 enduring all things, bearing all things, not getting puffed up, all these areas that we struggle with and, and, and problem people. Uh, Lord, we're asking you. We know we don't have it in ourselves to do that. And we know that love comes from you. You are love. The essence of God is love. And God, help us to hang out with you so that, that Lord, it will just... Lord, it'll just soak into us as we spend time with you and in your word. God, I pray that you'll just give us the love that we need to share. And, and Lord, the love we need to forgive. The love that we need to uh, uh, bless those who need the touch of Christ in their life. God, bless us all. Give us what we stand in need of. Lord, I pray that your will be done. And in, all, uh, 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 in, in Jesus' name, we all pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Uh, turn around, tell your neighbor, go love somebody.
you turned it 